0: Hey, guys, real quick break. Wanted to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. The cool thing is it's actually for free, which you can use right from your phone, your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll also distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard everywhere from Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. You work in law enforcement. You're the owner of Brad and Bash Fires Medical and Training, as well as Podcast, a really cool show uh, called Tap Rack Bang Show. Yep. Thank you for what you do, man, and thank you for taking the time, man. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I've been listening to it for a while. Oh. Uh, I think that's what actually triggered me into starting – With uh, BJJ. It's just MMA I kept seeing you post. And I was like, all right, (laughs) let's see what I can do now.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I wanted to go back a little bit, though, because after listening to some of your shows, kind of got to know you a little bit more, or at least hear a one-sided story of your story there. But uh, your dad is also in law enforcement. What was it like as a kid having your dad be in law enforcement?
1: (laughs) Uh, So my dad actually retired in 2001, uh, before September 11th. And I, I was in kindergarten at the time. So (laughs) luckily, I mean, I didn't have to come home every day to see my dad, you know, in uniform, but, uh, there was definitely a a kind of structured program growing up. (laughs) There was a certain leniency, I think because I was raised that way, uh, that there was a lot of trust and I didn't have to check in every second or they didn't worry about what I was doing because, it was kind of already established that I wasn't going to veer off the path. So there you were know, pros and cons to growing up with a, with a dad in law enforcement. I'll leave it at that.
0: For sure, man. And I mean, you didn't like high school. You didn't like college. I'm the same way. How did you end up making your way into law enforcement then, man?
1: <laughs> um, no, I, so having a dad who was a cop made me want to go into law enforcement so bad. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then high school is mandatory. High school right. is just something you got to do for life. If you, you need a <laughs> yep. GED, but at least I went to a private school in my area. So it was it – was, you breezed on by and you had fun at the same time. So it wasn't too yeah. bad. College was where I really didn't want to do it, but my mom said to me, you got to go to college or you got to move out. Okay. So I was like, all right, I like having a free place to live. I'll go to college. Uh, and it worked out. First two years of college was actually in school. Um, but during that time, I was able to do an EMT program within the college and accounted towards credits. So okay. it was fun. And then the next two years, I actually did online while I was in paramedic school. So I got 30 credits from paramedic school, 30 credits just doing regular college online, and got out in three years and finished up with that.
0: So, okay. right on. Yeah. Right on. Hated dude. it. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it for a year and uh, failed out of almost every class except for business and speech. Ironically, mm-hmm. no, that's kind of what I do now. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, <laughs>
1: there you go. Helped you find your niche at least. That totally. that,
0: yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so you're the owner of Brad and bash. Tell, tell me about Brad and bash. How did it get started, man? And what made you decide to start this thing? Sure. Um,
1: there is at least in the bigger departments uh, bigger departments and smaller departments have their flaws. Smaller yeah. departments don't have large funding. Because some of these departments out in small little towns, uh, they could be anywhere from like six to seven guys. Maybe the oh, sheriff wow. and his deputy, that's it. <laughs> and then coming from where we are in New York, I have, my department's 4,000. Um, NYPD is 40,000. So there's wow. a lot bigger departments and there's a lot more. Uh, so, but both of them struggle in the necessary training. They give you the bare minimum to certify you as an officer and send you out. That's what wow. happens. So academies are different lengths depending on what type of law enforcement you're going into. Okay. Um, and they have to, you know, look at NYPD as an example. And they do a great job at NYPD, but their academy classes are sometimes a 1,000. So when you have a structured time to push a 1,000 people through an academy, not everybody's going to get that necessary one-on-one time that they need. And every officer in general... After the academy, you qualify one to two times a year with your firearm. There isn't necessarily a lot of in-service training classes unless you're on a special unit. So for the guys that are out on patrol and most likely to encounter the threats first, how do they necessarily keep their skills up and maintain? So that's where we came into play gotcha. uh, starting this company.
0: Okay. And, and obviously having this firearms company in new york which i'm from idaho so new york to me doesn't seem like that much of a gun friendly state it is not did you run into any pushbacks when you're trying to get this thing going
1: uh legally we didn't thankfully as long as we (laughs) we started the company properly with we got an llc formed okay uh, we got proper insurance and finding insurance that works in new york was difficult on its own because the governor doesn't allow certain insurance companies like the nra uh so we had to find one that would work Uh, So we did everything legally, and then it really came down to making sure our classes fit the criteria uh, for our students, as well as the laws for New York. So we actually do, for the most part, unless it's a class that has standard operating procedures that are discussed uh, or other OPSEC material, uh, the classes are open to the public. They're open to anyone who can pass a background check and... We try to make sure that you can come to the class to the best possibility. So if we have some loaner guns that are belong to L E that you can use for the class or, you know, thirty round mags that we can lend to you for the class and then you can still participate fully. So you're yeah. not really affected by it.
0: Okay. Okay. Right on. Now you were recently invited to uh, go to a law enforcement round table where you guys discussed like suicide amongst law enforcement and red flag laws, mental health, PTSD. How was that round table, man? And what were some of the highlights that you got from that?
1: I would say overall the round table was very effective. Luckily the Congresswoman that was there, she arranged this because she's very pro law enforcement. She's pro 2A, especially in New York. It's very rare to come by. Yeah. So She was great. I think overall it was really productive, but we did have the media there. So the one thing that kind of does is when you bring all of these head of departments, you have chief chief of police, you have different sheriffs that are all sitting there, and we're trying to bring up real issues. When you're discussing mental health amongst police and red flag laws, you have the media sitting there who, at least in New York, but it seems like pretty much everywhere right now, the media is constantly attacking police. Before any facts of a case come out, they're already condemning the police for whatever happened right. before anything comes out. So how are you supposed to talk honestly and talk about things that we need as officers when the media is sitting right there waiting to use whatever you say against you and say, oh, there's admitting, you know, right there, a sheriff is admitting that people in his department have mental health problems. We need to pull them off the streets. We need to take their badges away. And that's somebody's family. That's somebody's livelihood. So, yeah, you know, wow. it was difficult, but overall, it was very productive, and uh, there were a lot of intelligent people there who brought so much
0: information forward. Good, good, man, good. Now, one of the cool things about Brown and Bash is you guys give back to a lot of different charities, and I noticed on your website you've got organizations like Elio Weekend and Oath. Uh, why did you guys decide to give to those two organizations? Those two specifically,
1: so we wanted to help the veteran and the law enforcement communities just because that's where it hits home. I, gotcha. you know, So much of my family uh, was in the service, and then Elio as well. So we wanted to give back to those two types of charities. How I found those two, I met Oath um, in San Antonio at, oh, I don't remember which year it was, but I met them at uh, one of the Grunt Fest oh, okay. uh, festivals. The one that, uh, oh man, where was it? It was in San Antonio. It was a good time, a couple of years ago. Right. And Oath was there. They brought some of their people out. Some of okay. the vets who, you know, they they only work with disabled American veterans who, can no longer do what they love to do because of their disability, so they make it possible for them. So they brought them out from about six hours away somewhere else in Texas. I got to meet them there, and I just fell in love with the organization, fell in love with the people. Those two veterans were awesome. It was a couple. She was a medic, and he was uh, 11 Bravo, and they met in the service, both injured, and now they're married. So they were really cool. And LEO weekend, we bumped into each other actually in – on the streets of new york i was on a okay. patrol and the other guy who run the president of that that organization is nypd and um he was going to testify in a case in court and we kind of just bumped heads and we started chatting
0: okay that's awesome man now yeah. i wanted to, to talk about your podcast uh tap rack bang because it's an awesome show and uh, you do this show with a co-host uh lindsey fassler right and Correct. how did you guys meet what how did this idea <laughs> of this podcast come together man so Lindsay and
1: i met through instagram okay we've actually have yet to meet in person complications okay. where her work didn't allow her to come to shot this year this was supposed to be the time that we actually meet in person but okay we met on instagram through probably common hashtags as far as firearms training she's a firearms instructor herself and i was looking to put on a female only firearms class here a lot of the husbands have been you know officers are asking for a class for their wives and they don't feel that they're the appropriate instructor to take on that task. So they wanted, to, <laughs> they wanted to put that on me. And I thought it'd be better to hear from another female. They'll feel more comfortable in that environment. So I was reaching out to different potential instructors, and she was the one I reached out to. Okay. And then after following her for a while, and she started her own podcast just talking about self-development, And things that she's done in her own life. And I figured if she has the personality, she has the background, she's comfortable in the podcast environment, she'd be the perfect uh, person. So I reached out to her and we just kind of came up with the idea, came up with the name, came up with the logo, and we went from there.
0: That's awesome. It's a great show. I love the logo too, man. The cartoons of you guys are great, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think they came out pretty good. I was happy with them. (laughs)
0: That's awesome, man. Now, I have to say, I don't watch the news at all. I kind of turned that off several months ago. But there's this big thing that's going on in the state of Virginia right now. would love to get your opinion on this. Like, it seems like they're obviously trying to attack the the Second Amendment. Uh, Do you think that other states are going to follow them based off of what they're doing today? So it's interesting that you say that because at
1: SHOT Show, everyone's talking about the states that they come from. And I'm hearing of a lot of different states like gun friendly states, Georgia, for example, uh, and I thought Virginia was that's the headquarters of the NRA. And it seems like all of a sudden, once the new um, elected officials took office, they yeah. kind of started tearing away at it. So a lot of these different states are having the same bills pushed. But mm. those the citizens of those states aren't as worried because they know of who is in charge and they're not they're positive and won't make it past. Uh, the governor to sign it into office so they're not worried as far as Virginia when you have the head of that state who is for that gun control yeah it it is a big problem and I definitely support the the fact that everyone was out there marching out there and fighting for our rights you know you look at law enforcement and military take an oath to support and defend the constitution but it's very difficult when you wear that uniform to be able to express how you truly feel in that uniform, because when you put it on that uniform, you're not yourself, you're representing a bigger agency. Yep. So it really does come down to the people are the ones that are, that have to get out there and fight for what they, what they believe in. And the fact that they could do so peacefully without you look at some of these other protests that go on around this country and they yeah. turn violent. Things are on fire. People are hurt. <sighs> And this went no problem. Everybody was out there peacefully marching. Yeah, so they wanted to put on some tactical gear and walk around with guns. There wasn't a single issue, not a single shot fired. So I think it went as best as it possibly could have gone. And I just hope that the elected officials that we put in office get the message and uh, listen to the people.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I wanted to transition to some fun questions here real quick. Sure. I've got these cool things called pod decks. You might have seen me pull these out before, but essentially they are 50 interview type questions at random, and I'll pull one of these out. Maybe it'll flop. Maybe it'll be a good one. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll find out. (laughs) Let's see what this one says. All right. It says, if you were stranded on a desert island and you could choose one person to keep you company, who would it be? And what about one animal? One person and one animal, or or uh, one person and then one animal. What's say, okay. What type of animal?
1: <laughs> uh, oh that's tough. Um, I, if it's gonna come down to an animal, it's gonna have to be a dog. They're yeah. just the most friendly. They can't get angry at you. That's the thing they say. You can lock if you locked up your girlfriend and your dog in the trunk of a car, and after an hour, opened it up. One won't be happy to see you. One will be pissed. <laughs> so, I think a dog is gonna be the answer to that. Uh, awesome. As far as a person specifically, oh, man, I'm going to probably go with Bash. Bash and I uh, –
0: okay.
1: his real name is David Basher. Bash okay. is just – it was and That was his nickname in high school. We go back to high school. We've been best friends since high school. Okay. And through our venture off into different you know, areas of work, we've just still maintained best friends. We go on vacation together all the time. We do everything. Oh. So it would probably be him because we would probably just laugh about it. <laughs> That's it. Just make it work.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm a music guy, so I always love to ask this question, but what's your favorite type of music or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to?
1: Yeah, uh, favorite band is actually Queen.
0: <laughs> okay, nice. I love
1: Queen, yeah. Uh, especially once that movie came out and then they got all the popularity. Now people were like, oh, Queen's pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, you should have been listening to it from before.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, nice. and it'd probably be, yeah, favorite type of music. It'd probably be rock.
0: Yeah, nice. Oh, this is going to be the toughest question for you. That whole interview, what's your favorite type of gun to shoot?
1: That is a tough question. Um, (laughs) Wow. I'd probably say my Mark 18 is my favorite gun to shoot because every other gun that I have, it all serves like a specific purpose, and so does the Mark 18, I guess. But at the same time, like I would use it for just about anything. I would take it on a hunting trip. I'd use it in a defensive scenario. I'd use it in combat, just anywhere. I would, that'd probably be my go-to. So
0: that's a awesome. tough one, but yeah, that'd probably be my answer. Cool, man. Uh, Brad, I wanted to also give you an opportunity to just give a shout-out to uh, your co-host, your uh, business partners, whoever, family. The, the camera's all yours, man.
1: I appreciate that. Wow. I have to start with family because if yeah. they hear this podcast and they don't hear me uh, say anything about them, <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble for that. So let's. I'm just going to say family and get out of the way. i got a big family. It's easier sure. to do that. Yeah, I'll just run down really quick. If you guys you know, want to go follow some awesome pages, if you're looking for training, Brad and Bash – It's at Brad and Bash for Instagram and Facebook. That's where you can find us. Our website is bradandbash.com. It has a list of all of our upcoming classes as well as a, a section that you can fill out if you want us to come to you. So we got offers from Florida recently, different ranges that they want to have us come out as guest instructors out there and bring what we do from New York out there. So check that out. Tap Rack Bang Podcast. We're still new, still working hard. We're trying to record episodes to get them out. So at Tap Rack Bang podcast and we have a website up. Uh still working on the website though. It's in it's it's a project that's ongoing, but go <laughs> yeah. check that out and uh follow Lindsay. Uh she you can find her on Instagram at, at @babyfastler. Um you can see everything she's up to. She's always doing gun stuff, always doing stuff with Leo's. So that's really cool. Go check her out. And uh, other than that, that's all the all the things that I'm up to and
0: that's really it. Come on, man. And it's been an honor to talk to you. This is such a great conversation. Uh, you and I, we kind of met through Alpha Outpost and Grunt Style over the last couple of years, man. And it's cool to finally uh, talk to you in person and, and get that going, man. So thank you for your time, man. It's been an honor, dude.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. guys, thank you so
0: much for hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Rated MMA and The Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Rated MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.